Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning into the World Through She podcast. I'm Sheila, and I'm so excited to share my tips, recommendations, and stories with you all. Before we get started, if you want to see any visuals of what we'll be sharing on this podcast, head over to my Instagram and check out my highlights. On this episode, I'll be talking about Kenya with one of my favorite travel buddies, Shiva. Hi, everyone. Hi, Sheila. Thanks for having me. So I wanted to go to Kenya to visit the wildlife there. I love animals, hate going to zoos and seeing them locked up in unnatural settings. Plus, people in Kenya, and I think all over other African countries, think of themselves as protector of these animals. Their government has set up more than 50 reserves for animals to live freely and protected. So it was definitely a place on my bucket list. Oh, definitely. It's, I mean, it, and like whenever you do any research and just look at the photos, Kenya is just one of the most gorgeous places. Ada has such incredible music and culture too. So oh, yeah. So some tips while you're in Kenya, hire a driver that you trust for the entirety of your trip. They could take you on safaris across different towns, keep you safe and introduce you to friends and locals along the way. Make sure to bring extra cash for tips and other local purchases. Only the established tourist locations took cards. And that was one thing that we definitely wish that we had more of and less trips to the ATM. So yeah, be prepared. And their cash is very cute. So if you have extra, you could bring a home as souvenirs. If you see any iconic destinations that you want to go while you're in Kenya, like the Giraffe Manor, make sure to make reservations far in advance. We looked at reservations for the Giraffe Manor three months in advance, and it was completely booked out for a year. And when staying in Nairobi, make sure to research the different neighborhoods. We stayed in the parklands because it seemed safe and it was close to all the locations that we wanted to explore. Yeah, that was a great, a great place to stay. On top of all your trip expenses, make sure to add an additional three to 400 for vaccines. Some insurances will cover one or two, but the rest come out of pocket. Yeah. Also, getting your visa is fairly easy, but don't wait until last minute. Yeah, you're able to do um, the visa applications for this online. So basically, just make sure to do a lot of advanced research in advance of your trip for both um, medical purposes and just the logistics of getting there. Yeah, safely. <laughs> yes, this is not a trip that you want to just hop on a plane and arrive there without any preparation. You have to do a lot of preparation before you go to Kenya and actually a lot of African countries mm -hmm. too. And while you are traveling there or before you get there, make sure to bring a lot of bug spray. We did a lot of research on different types of bug spray that can repel um, a lot of the viruses that are carried by mosquitoes and whatnot. And so while um, typically in the US, um, don't really like to use DEET-based mosquito repellents, but when traveling and you wanna take that extra precaution, um, we recommended going that route and finding a mosquito repellent that has DEET. Yeah, and just be prepared to sleep in a net very often. <laughs> yes. But bug spray is definitely an essential too. So while we were in Kenya, we visited Nairobi and then took a road trip to Lake Naivasha. In our first night in Nairobi, we were lucky enough to run across a charity concert for a singer. I believe her name was Jambi. Mm-hmm. Um, and this concert was at The Alchemist, which is a really fun outdoor bar and concert venue. But we, we got really lucky while we were there because the most popular artists in Kenya, including one of our good friends now, David Avito, who's a fashion designer, they were all there raising money for this singer who had to get a 
very expensive procedure done in the U.S. It was just an amazing night to kick off our trip and really get to see that Kenyan culture. Oh, totally. And it was it was so funny. We had just arrived in Kenya pretty late in the pretty late in the evening. Yeah, I am so grateful that Sheila and her (laughs) spirit, the spirited traveler that she is, basically dragged me out of our Airbnb to go to the to go to the Alchemist. And it was just so much fun. You could you could sense the joy and community that everyone had and the love and respect that they had for each other. And they were just celebrating celebrating community through music but also still just being grateful that they could do this despite one of their dear friends being bring, mm-hmm. being pretty sick yeah and celebrating their culture through music and dancing like mm-hmm. they would just pull people up on stage and do fun dance moves everyone in the audience would follow along it was a great first night experience and i'm glad that i was able to pull you out shiva <laughs> No, me too. We avoided our first trip fight (laughs) in Kenya. We obviously did a lot of safaris because who wouldn't while you're in Kenya? As tourists, though, we thought that we were going to do these safaris in big jeeps and see a bunch of animals really easily. But it wasn't really like that in reality. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it was so interesting because, you know, whenever you think about Kenya, that's basically one of the things that's most popular that comes to yeah. mind are the safaris. And I guess we mm-hmm. didn't really realize the variety and the flexibility that you had to be able to partake in safaris. So you can do the extended two to three day trip in in a Jeep, um, you know, exploring the wilderness in Kenya. But you can also do it like we did in a small little, small little car. I think it was like a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> Toyota Corolla, yeah. yeah. And then just drive through the reservations and do it like a half day. Yeah. And something that you have to do when you're on safaris is really track the animal's patterns. So when Mm -hmm. a lion is going to go hunt its prey, it's a lot of slow and steady strategic thinking to find these animals and actually see them. We hired a driver. He took us on all of our safaris in his Toyota Corolla. It was really, really fun. And it was amazing to see. And if you don't want to hire a driver, there's also a bunch of walking safaris. So you could do that too. Oh, definitely. We even saw people on bikes as well, kind of bike through um, the the reserves, which was pretty cool. And then even, um, even with our little trip, we ended up at the very end having some gorillas jump not gorillas. Oh, gorillas. Yep. <laughs> Baboons. Baboons. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, a gorilla jumped on our car. No. Sorry, some baboons. Which made for um, made for a really exciting close. <laughs> I just watched that movie, um, what is it, Bad Trip on Netflix. I haven't seen it. Well, there's a gorilla scene. It's very graphic, but when you said gorilla, I was like, did something happen and I had a concussion and didn't remember? <laughs> Trauma blackout. <laughs> yeah. But yes, no, no gorillas in our in our experience. No, just very, very friendly baboons. <laughs> <laughs> and aggressive. So our first safari was in Nairobi National Park, but there was definitely many more after that. We saw lions, zebras, giraffes, pigs. <laughs> gazelles oh, yeah. and buffalo we we tried really hard to find a lion um to come out but um he was 
he was having a grand old time hiding <laughs> hiding in the bushes and just staying there but there I remember yeah. there being like a pileup of cars yeah just waiting to see this beautiful beautiful African lion come yeah out. yeah yeah there was definitely traffic to see this lion I think the lion had just eaten and so <laughs> he was like resting and not moving and just like looking at the cars drive by that was also something that was so interesting like when you think of safari you don't think of traffic to see one of the wildlife animals <laughs> but there was definitely traffic a few other places to visit while you're there is the sheldrick wildlife trust and the giraffe center both of these areas are a reserve for rescued animals and these animals are still considered wildlife and have all of the space that other animals do the only thing is especially sheldrick wildlife trust they are rescued elephants who don't have mothers they're orphans so they need the food and nutrition that the staff there provides them before they could go out and live on their own oh yeah it was so adorable we got to see a little i guess do you call them a, a herd of baby elephants i think that's what you call it groupings of elephants but they they had been um running down yeah. in an adorable line with like nose of one elephant to the tail of another elephant just in a single line coming down so that way they could get fed by by bottles with um from the staff there and it was just yeah. absolutely adorable and they take um they they get a lot of support from the people who come and visit and from people abroad too i know of um, many people in the states who sponsor um sponsor little elephants so that way they can help them help them grow and no longer be orphans and set them back into the wild <laughs> cute do you remember the elephant that like ran at full speed to the bottle oh yeah it, was it so almost cute. like pushed the staff member back <laughs> yeah and then there was another baby elephant that was like scared to walk over water it put his toe in the water and i was like okay hurry hurry past the water <laughs> so cute oh they were so cute and at the draft center you get to see the draft so you could also feed the drafts and also get bit by a giraffe. Oh, yes. But bitten. What? <laughs> <laughs> when oh, I was yeah. feeding a giraffe, it'll accidentally bit my fingers. I would like to think it was accidental. Luckily, you still have your fingers, and its tongue was like the size of your face. <laughs> it was so big. Wait, didn't you have it kiss you? You had yeah. the giraffe kiss you. Yeah, I had a giraffe kiss me on the side of my cheek. We also went bar hopping in downtown Nairobi, which was a blast. Nairobi is considered the tech hub of Kenya. Oh, so yeah. A lot of hustle there, too. Oh, totally. Is we the saw, right word? Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of, it, it was just a hustle and bustle of a city. We're seeing okay. a lot of international businessmen there, a lot of a lot of people traveling from, from Asia and from all over Europe, just kind of, I guess it, it really is an international city to and mm -hmm. like a place to do commerce and business yeah kenya specifically nairobi has some very impressive people there for sure i think we went to brew bistro and lounge and everywhere we ended up turned into a dance party <laughs> and we also went to eb styles i just saw this on my instagram story i don't remember what it is oh i think it was the hookah lounge that we went to after after the bar Ah, okay. So goes to show that downtown Nairobi literally has everything. <laughs> oh, completely. It was it was a lot of fun. After Nairobi, we started our road trip to Lake Naivasha. On the way, we stopped at a viewpoint overlooking the Great Rift Valley, which is an intercontinental ridge system that runs all across East Africa. It was beautiful. 
It was such an incredible viewpoint. I would highly recommend hopping over to Sheila's um, Instagram page to check out the photos from that. It was so just so vast and grand and lush and green and had mm -hmm. these adorable like farm farms everywhere. Yeah, we stopped at some of the cute little towns. Everyone was so nice. Mm -hmm. We took photos with some new friends. <laughs> oh yeah. And I so bought another elephant shirt. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yeah, you made me get one too. I, I think mine has a lion on it. Point is the drive to Lake Naivasha is gorgeous. And if you are looking to go from Nairobi to Lake Naivasha, it, it's definitely worth doing a road trip. For sure. And it was just about two hours outside of um, outside of Nairobi. So it wasn't too far out of the way. <laughs> okay, then yeah, a road trip definitely makes sense. When we got to Lake Naivasha, we visited Hell's Gate National Park, which includes safaris, hikes, and beautiful rock formations. It actually reminded me of the national parks in southern Utah, like the Narrows with the tall, tall rock formations, and you get to walk through them. It's named after the narrow break in the cliffs, so makes sense. And that is where the baboon, or as Shiva says, gorilla, <laughs> sat on our car and wouldn't let us leave. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, that was gorgeous. I felt like I was walking through the set of like a movie or something like a Jurassic Park type of movie, even though I know Jurassic Park was mostly filmed in Hawaii, but still. <laughs> Hell's Gate National Park was the inspiration for Lion King. Oh yeah, it's so, so incredible. And and you could feel that. You could totally see yeah. it. Yeah, and so Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider, right? Yeah, Tomb Raider was filmed there as well. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, there was other, there was some other really cool stories that our driver mentioned as we were walking around there, but I don't remember them. <laughs> Just know that it's really, really cool. We also got to experience a home-cooked meal in Lake Naivasha. Oh yeah, yeah, that was delicious. We had um, ugali with guitari. And ugali is, um, is I guess, what would be the equivalent for us Iranians as like the rice, which is like the foundation, I guess, mm -hmm. of, of, the, of the dish. Um, yeah. So it's or, more like a cornmeal staple. Yeah, maybe more like sticky rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was so good. Delicious. And the guitari was amazing too. It's it's like a stew with meat, onion, carrots, and other vegetables. Yeah, beans, a lot of beans in there too. Mm -hmm. Oh, delicious. Really we also boated around Lake Naivasha, which is the second largest freshwater lake in Kenya. And we saw hippos and pelicans. And while we were on the boat, we were also feeding some of the um, some of the fish eating birds that were flying flying by. Um, so that was pretty fun yeah. to throw a fish out into the water and see the birds come. Well, we would even like hold the fish up and they would take it from our hands. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was too scared to do that. <laughs> but yeah. I, I remember our boat driver doing that. I have a weird fear of bird beaks. So uh, <laughs> I also did not do that. Seeing the hippos, we had to keep our distance from them because hippos are actually really, really dangerous. They would have eaten us if we got too close. <laughs> and the reason is because they, they're all they're very protective of their babies and they always travel in families. Mm -hmm. So we saw baby hippos and the mom and oh, probably yeah. dad hippos too. All of them kind of covered in mud on the outer banks of the, yeah. of the freshwater oh. lake. So that was really, that was really we sweet to see. Weird that I think that it's cute and also very <laughs> scary at the same time. <laughs> 
<laughs> we also went to Crater Lake where we pretty much had to sign our lives away to walk amongst the animals. So no car, no uh, protective barrier like you see in other safari areas. We were literally walking side by side or pretty close to the wildlife animals there. Oh, totally. I mean, we, um, so it was a, it was a state park reserve. Um, and so there were, as, as Sheila said, no cars, nothing around, and we could only make our way by foot. And so we mm -hmm. were able to see um, drafts kind of like from a distance, but actually get up a little closer to them. Same with zebras. But of course, mm -hmm. these are these are natural um, wildlife animals. So we are in their home. Um, yeah. So we had to keep a safe distance because a lot of them haven't um, experienced human human interaction right. much. Yeah. And the the park is called Green Crater Lake for a reason. It is a volcanic lake, 100% green because of the alkine waters, which the locals believe helps soothe the ailing cattle, which is why there's so many there. Mm -hmm. It was pretty interesting. I can't decide what was my favorite experience. Obviously, like we had a great time on the entire trip, but this experience of entering the animal's home, obviously respectfully, is definitely up there. Completely. I would it's really probably cool. say Hell's Gate National Park was incredible. Um, I just, I hadn't seen land formations like that before, rock formations. Mm -hmm. That was, that was just absolutely beautiful. And then all the zebras and mm -hmm. the beautiful gazelles that we saw um, around Green Crater Lake, that was, that was really special too. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going back to Hell's Gate National Park. Yeah. But we arrived early in the morning, left like right before sundown mm -hmm. and when we arrived there was like a bunch of different animals that we saw when we left it was baboonville oh yeah yeah remember all, that yeah they had all left i think i remember our driver saying that they were like well this is the time of day where they're all like going back to their back to their homes <laughs> and to their to their families and so i guess they had spent the day hunting and gathering food for themselves and their families and then and then all the baboons came out. <laughs> yeah, it was it was so weird. Like as we were driving, like every what couple feet, no matter what side you're looking at, there were baboons sitting there. It was like Planet of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, Planet of the Apes, but Planet of the Baboons. It was wild. Anyways, I just had to add that in there because I remember being like, what? What happened to this place? It was very interesting. That was my, that was probably the funniest experience for me. I mean, I think we had our windows down while the baboons were around the car and then we oh suddenly my gosh. had to roll them up because they were getting so close and wanted, it felt like they wanted to get in. One literally was holding onto my window and got in and like his hand was moving inside. <laughs> it was, it was scary. And then the one that sat on our car. Yeah. <laughs> So to summarize our trip, make sure you're prepared for this trip with vaccines, visas, and a bit of planning too. Hire a driver that you trust to take you around the national parks, safaris, and to explore the local culture. They could really guide you through the entire trip. In Nairobi, we recommend visiting the Nairobi National Park, Sheldrick Wildlife Trust, and the Giraffe Center. And in Lake Naivasha, we recommend visiting Hell's Gate National Park, Green Crater Lake, and boat around the lake to see the wildlife. Shiva, thanks so much for coming on and talking all about Kenya with me. That was a very fun trip. 
thanks so much for having me and bringing me along on our first international trip together as travel buddies. That's right. That was our first. And for everyone listening, I hope this was helpful for planning your future trip. Feel free to DM me or Shiva on Instagram with any questions or additional recommendations.